Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we play the most popular episodes from the previous season. The first time I heard the phrase, I am slap war out, it made me laugh so hard. I had never heard of such a thing, but then I got a visual. My mind was thinking, oh, that must be what you describe when you've burnt yourself to such a crisp. Why do we keep saying yes when we're overbooked and completely overdone? Is there something in us that thinks we don't need rest? Or do we enjoy being so tired that we're making poor choices? Or maybe we think so highly of ourselves and our systems that we just don't want to ask anyone for help. We don't have to live the slap war out life. Let's listen to this episode again. I don't remember exactly what state I was in, but I was somewhere here in the South when a young woman said to me, I am slap war out. I had to have her repeat it because I didn't know what she said. It cracked me up. I'd never heard of the phrase, I'm slap wore out. (laughs) I'm still learning to speak Southern. What does this have to do with today's episode? Well, everything. Because after over 30 flight segments, this teacher is slap wore out. Today's episode will be a bit of a freelance coffee date with a sister. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. Have you ever been so bone-weary that you were afraid to drive your car? Or have you ever been so tired that you fell asleep fully dressed? Or maybe you've been slap wore out and you forgot an appointment and didn't realize it until someone told you. I'm right there with you. I was so overbooked a while ago that I forgot to disarm the security system on my way out the door. And I set it off and I drove away. I didn't even hear the 60 second warning chime because I shut the door behind me so quickly in a hurry that it didn't register. It wasn't until the security company called me as I was driving and they were asking me if everything was all right, and then I realized I had created a false alarm. You know, when we're worn out, we can activate lots of alarms. Are you slap wore out? Well, let's consider three things from Scripture that are just points to ponder. Remember, this is a coffee date with a sister. We're not going to get too intense here because your teacher's tired. So here we go. Number one out of three. Jesus took his slap wore out disciples aside for a rest. We should copy that. Listen to what it says in Mark 6, 30 through 31. This is not a new passage to most of you. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Have you ever really stopped to think about that kind of a passage and how it's relevant to today? Have you ever been so busy you didn't even have time to stop and eat? Or have you been eating behind the wheel of your car (laughs) as you're driving down the road eating out of a paper bag? Take the time to read the entire chapter of Mark 6 sometime soon you're going to find a very strange but true account of a man named Herod who ordered the execution of John the Baptist. This is how it relates to the weariness of the disciples. The disciples had been through a lot, and when they came to tell Jesus all about it, I'm sure they included the account 
of how John the Baptist had been executed. All of the things, the teaching, the travel, the serving, plus the execution of their dear co-laborer caused Jesus to say to them, come apart, we need to go away and have some rest. Have you been in one gear only? Drive, drive, drive. Put your life in park once in a while. There are a lot of heavy things going on, and yet we keep going without a break. As you probably heard it said before, come apart before you come apart. Rest is not a sin. Number two out of three, tired people often make poor choices. Let's think about Martha for a second. She often gets criticized in sermons and lessons repeatedly, but have we ever paused to wonder about her life? Was Martha tired? And even if it was self-inflicted, could it have contributed to her poor judgment? After all, when she spoke to Jesus, even though we can't hear her tone of voice, we imagine that it was a complaint she was filing when we read Luke chapter 10, verse 40, which tells us this. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Did you know that the phrase cumbered about means that Martha was too busy? It also means that Martha was distracted. Martha had reached her limit, and we can easily do the same. What happens when we're overtired and distracted by the endless to-do lists? We become a bunch of thundercloud people, prone to crabbiness and totally sleep-deprived. And then we start cutting important things like church, Bible study, sleep, nutrition, physical activity, and other things that contribute to both our spiritual and physical health. It's not long before our prayers sound like Martha's. Lord, don't you care that I can't even stop to breathe? We hear a lot about life balance, but we also realize that the perfect balance is impossible in this imperfect world. Perfect balance isn't the goal. It's an optical illusion. Ask God to help you manage your time, and he'll be glad to guide you. Pray about this soon, because the risk of making a decision that was only made because you were too tired to think straight is a real risk. And finally, number three, we need to think a little less highly of ourselves. People who need rest but won't allow themselves to slow down are often operating under the delusion that they're the only person who can do their job. This is the mindset of a controller. We had an episode about that back a while ago. And whether you're a controller in secret or openly, you're thinking too highly of yourself. Contrary to our own beliefs, we are not the only person who can do our jobs. We are all replaceable. The people who went before us are proof of that. Listen to this reminder from Romans 12.3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. When we imagine that our abilities exceed those of others so much that we are the best person for the job, we are bound to wear ourselves out. People who think too highly of their own gifts and talents are very poor at delegation. Let's face it, we have only ourselves to blame if we won't share the load of duties because we're afraid that others won't do it up to our expectations. Uh-oh, there it is, that E word that gets us into so much trouble, 
expectations. We expect others to do things the same way, at the same speed, and at the same perceived quality level as we do them, or we're docking their grade. We can go ahead and keep living like this if we want to, but we're going to find ourselves wondering why we have so few volunteers, and then we'll be up in the middle of the night working on something because we wouldn't allow others to help us, or we ran everybody else away with our expectations. Refusing to allow others to help us because we think we can do things better is a sign of spiritual illness. That illness starts with the letter P. Yes, it looks like our pride is hanging out again. We'd better tuck it back in and allow others to help. We are replaceable. We are not indispensable. It's past time for us to think soberly of ourselves, which means that we'll be much more modest in our opinions about our abilities and much more sound-minded in our estimation of others' abilities. Learning how to delegate takes time, but it grows on us as we see how God meant for us to share the load in our labors. We actually become more fruitful and less tired. Well, this episode is following the 5B rule. Here it is. Be brief, baby. Be brief. (laughs) That's the 5B rule in case you've never heard it. I'm wrapping up the details for the final conference of the spring season, which will require four flights round trip and a couple of back-to-back time zone changes, sleeping in a hotel bed, having a disrupted body schedule, and so much more. But this is what God has given me to do, and the only way I'm going to be able to do it is surprisingly counterintuitive. To do more, sometimes we have to do less. Here's a good closing passage for those of us who are slap worn out from trying to carry too much. It's found in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, and it says this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.